What is up, everyone? We are at episode 107 of Scorch the Fears. I'm so sorry about last week, guys. I was dealing with a bunch of different stuff, um, a lot of traveling, and it was just impossible to get an episode in. Usually I do this every Thursday, 5 p.m. PST. On this episode, we have Marlu Morales. I hope I'm saying it right. I might have screwed that up. But he's a great, he's a cool guy. I've seen him on Instagram. I think he's really awesome. He's a great real estate investor. So it's going to be awesome getting his story. Guys, if you're watching on Instagram, come on to YouTube if you want to actually, um, you know, be part of the show a little bit, make some comments and stuff like that. If not, you guys can stay on Instagram. So Marlou, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Jonah, for having me. Pretty excited. I love it. So to start off, I always start with the same question, like I was saying before, which is, um, if you, when you were starting out, so wait, real quick for my audience that doesn't know you real quick, just give like an intro of like your business, what it is so far, what you've done more like just like a quick resume. So people know what you've done in your history. And then I'm going to get more into like your story and stuff like that. How does that sound? Sounds good. So my name is Marlou Marilius. I am from Winnipeg, Canada. I do a lot of wholesaling. I do you know, here and there of blips, not a lot, but I do it sometimes and I do have some buy and hold as well. So I started my journey in real estate investing during pandemic. And, you know, I, I'm just a regular guy <laughs> with nine, nine to five job when I started. Now, it, this is my full time. I love it. I love it mm -hmm. so much. Are you from Canada? Yes, Winnipeg, Canada. Love it. Awesome. Cool. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, man. I mean, it's funny. We we have a, somewhat of a similar story. Like, I mainly do a lot of wholesaling, started in the pandemic, own a few buy and holds, done a flip or two. Um, what market do you do, by the way? Um, strictly, well, more of in Winnipeg. And I, I do a lot. I do a little bit in Edmonton, Alberta, also in Canada. I have been jumped into the the states, which I love to do. You know, I'm just I need I still need to learn how you guys' process work. <laughs> it's I a love different it. Let's talk, we'll talk about the differences of it. But as the question that I was about to get into is like, when you were just starting out, what were the fears you were dealing with starting an entrepreneurship, and how did you overcome those fears? especially with real estate investing specifically? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, when I started the real estate investing, um, the biggest fear that I have was not knowing what to do. Um, you know, I bought my first rental property without knowing nothing about real estate. And for me, I just wanted to get started. And, you know, I was about to quit three months after buying that first rental property. And I just knew in the back of my head that there's more into real estate, just, just being that, than just being a landlord, you know? So, um, I hired a coach to help me and teach me what was really the real estate is all about. Awesome. Talk to me a little bit about your coach. Who was it? And 
talk about like generally how how important is coaching do you feel like for most people in their journey wow um so my coach his name is sean lacap he's not actively doing real estate anymore um but he was like i would say the best <laughs> um guy that i've learned like a lot from him um you know it's very important to have a coach in this industry because you're not losing hundreds of dollars you're losing thousands of dollars if you make one mistake and you know i always advise people to hire somebody that they are aligned with because you know there's so much guru now in in the internet and they're just selling you their coaching program and sometimes they're not the right coach for you so for anybody who is looking to real estate and wants to hire a coach make sure to do your due diligence before you hire that person that you know like that's going to help you throughout your journey how do you know if it's the right coach or not? Like, how are you so sure it's going to be the right coach? How do you know he would be the right coach? I have my own personal opinions on this, but I'm curious, mm -hmm. like, what's your opinion? How do you know whether it's the right coach for you or not? Like you said, there are a lot of gurus out there. So mm -hmm. How do you know you're paying the person, the right person money? I mean, it, you have to look at what they've been doing, right? And like the resume, really, because number one, <laughs> Um, if they're doing more coaching than doing deals, that, that says a lot of things of a person or a coach because they're not actively doing deals. They're just selling the coaching program. For me, my advice to the, the new people that are starting, hire somebody that actually doing more deals than doing coaching. And that's will, that will say so much about that person that you're going to hire because they're actually in the trenches trying to make you know doing deals rather than just you know sitting back behind the computer and telling you what to do but meanwhile they're not doing it actively but you were also telling me too that like um your guy doesn't do it anymore was he doing it when you were 100 percent. Uh, he was doing it 100 percent, and you know when when I started, he was bringing me to his negotiations uh, meeting. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool, Ben. That makes total sense. And then like, um, yeah, so just like real quick, talk about your journey a little bit. So you get a coach, right? Um, how long does it take to get your first deal? How do you get it? What's the story behind um, your first deal? Yeah, so... I hired my coach um, around 2020, August of 2021. Um, like I said, I closed on my first deal in January of 2020. Sorry, I'm, I'm messing up with, with the dates. So I, I, I closed on my first deal in January of 2020, 2020, before the pandemic. And then I hired my first coach, which is Sean, during august of 2020 and i paid twenty thousand um, dollars for the program it, it's a one-on-one -on -one coaching and within six weeks i got my first um deal and 
it was a, a fourplex uh, apartment building here in Winnipeg. I got it for $152,000. And a few days after that, I got my second deal, which is a, um, I wholesale it. So meaning, you know, I got it way below market value for $70,000. It's worth 100000 as is. So what I did was I bought it, cleaned it up for two days, and then put it back in the market, and it was sold for $107,000. I love it. I love it. So tell me about the differences between like wholesaling in America versus wholesaling in Canada. I The main thing that I remember, I had a Canadian wholesaler once talk to me and he told me it was way more expensive because in Canada, you guys don't have public data, right? That's correct. So like, how do you do it or how do you get deals? So yeah, that's 100% right. You, We don't have, everything here is private. Only, the only thing you could find is you go to the city, city hall, and then you type in the address and it shows you the tax record of the person, the owner's name. That's it. They don't tell you how much they owe, if they're behind or whatever. It's not like in the U.S. You could buy a list and everything is there, right? Here, way different. So the way I do my marketing, I, I was, my, when I started, I was dropping flyers to every single property in the area that I pick. I would, you know, do it every single day, would drop it like 500 to to 1,000 pieces of flyers every day to just get some leads. Wow. Yeah. How did you do that? I would walk for two hours. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's wild. So mm -hmm. you just leave flyers at people's doors? Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, that's what you have to do in Canada. How'd yes. that go? How'd you feel? It was working because my first batch of pliers, I, I bought uh, 10,000 pieces. And from those 10,000 pieces of flyer, I got four deals from it. And it paid back my coaching um, costs. And it paid back. It, it made me third. $24,000. So that when that happened, I was like, this is wow. real. So talk about that feeling. Talk about that feeling, like seeing that 24K in your bank account for the first time. Well, it, it was like a surreal moment because when, when I started, the, the money that I paid for my coach, I borrowed it from the bank. And the money that I bought my first property, I also loan it from my credit card and line of credit. So when that first wholesale deal that I did, Damn. like I was in debt for fifty, at least fifty six thousand dollars, all in cash, like wow. credit cards and and uh, line of credits. So when when that was first that for, deal, for education, what was that for? Sorry, was that education? Yeah, for the the twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, for the one on one coaching. Yeah, I borrowed you said that. Six thousand dollars was that including the marketing costs or? Yes, 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 yes. Gotcha. And man. and the the first uh, rental property because I only 
I bought the property for seventy thousand dollars. I only I could only raise forty five thousand from from the seventy because nobody wanted to invest with me because I was a new guy, right? You don't have integrity or yet or <laughs> uh, social proof or whatever, right? So I was only I could only raise forty five thousand dollars. So what I did, I, I borrowed everything again from the line of credit and my credit card. That's why. I, it became 56 somewhere there and when that first deal was sold it gave me so much confidence and like i was like oh man thank god like this is real you know i, I had tears in my eyes yeah man i mean i had that same moment when i got my first deal i freaking went to um the escrow office got a physical check i was very close to that as well um so did you pay off the debt or what did you do immediately with that money or what happened? Yeah, I, I did pay off the debt. Um, obviously, I didn't make enough to pay all everything. Right. So what I did is I paid a little I paid the debt and I still borrow money. Uh, my, my, I, I still borrowed money from my line of credit to start marketing again because my coach said, if you don't have leads coming in, you don't have any business. So I still dumped it on, on the marketing and traction keeps coming. The leads keep coming and people was so hungry for deals because the market was going up. And when I got the fourplex, my coach told me, do not take on any project until you finish this one. Because that project took me a year, a year and a half to finish because of the the, the tenants didn't want to move out and the property need like $130,000 worth of renovation. Wow. Yeah. So he said, do not take any project Wait, and how did you, you do that you didn't have any private money how did you do that with one hundred thirty thousand dollars? that's uh so i bought i started getting more investor interested in lending me money after seeing what what i did with the first one right there's only like fifteen thousand here twenty thousand uh ten thousand there but the wholesaling saved me a lot because everybody was buying anything you do throughout right so i didn't care if i was making 5k or ten thousand dollars here it was a volume game so that the wholesaling kept me alive because if i didn't start wholesaling it would have cut my 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 uh my jordan short so wholesaling saved me a lot Wow. And that, and okay. whatever I made in wholesaling, I paid my debt, and then I used it for my renovation. I love it. So talk to me about the stress of all that, because, I mean, that's crazy. You've done maybe like two or three deals, and you're doing like 130K rehab, plus also having to evict tenants. Like, talk to me about that. That's insane. It and was. You, had a w, you also had a W-2. Like, how, how did you keep yourself cool or be able to handle all of that? Well, number one... Like it, it was, you know, my, my wife's supported me with everything. Right. So even though I was so busy and we had, we just had our second child, you know, she supported me 
a lot and you know my energy was so focused on trying to build this real estate business that i want so i didn't care man i was sleeping three hours a day and and i was so motivated to to actually make this work you know it, it still gives me it kept it, it still making me emotional because looking back man it was so hard starting and people not believing in you right so for me it's like okay i gotta make this work to prove them wrong but it wasn't about that is just for me and my family because i didn't want to be at that job any longer so i had to make it work talk to me about like people who said that you weren't that like that uh weren't supportive of you who was that and like how did you how did you push through the fact that they weren't supportive because i think a yeah, lot of so, people are dealing with that yeah a lot of people from work especially from work that found they found out that i paid somebody twenty thousand dollars to to coach me they're like are you nuts are you crazy you paid somebody to teach you real estate and you don't know if you're gonna make money and there's this one dude from work saw me reading a book about real estate and He's like, hey, what what are you reading? I said, money people deal. And he's like, what is that about? I was like, this is about real estate. He's like, you're not going to make money off that. And then two years later, when I was about to quit, I told him, hey, remember when you told me I wasn't going to make money? I'm leaving the job. You know, it feels so good. <laughs> it feels right. so good. I get that. Isn't that crazy too, in the sense that people are willing to spend, like people are willing to spend a hundred thousand dollars on college and they have no idea whether they're really going to make like an insane amount of money while like this in real estate, you can spend eight, 10, 20 K and then quintuple 10 X, 15 X, 20 X that investment pretty damn quickly. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, what's your opinion on that? That's something I've thought about too, where it's like, I think this is insane. Like what's wrong with you people? You could make so much more money in real estate. Yes, there's some screwballs out there, but if if you at least do some of your research, you could go crazy with it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, people are just stuck on you know go go to college and have a, a good job, right? So they don't want to be you know they don't want to take any more risk. We're we're so programmed on go to college get a good job and work for the rest of your life for for that company right and for me i was like no that's not that's not who i am i don't want to be that guy and plus you know even if you hire a coach and pay them let's say 20,000 or 30,000 dollars still if you don't do the work and take action it's not going to work out right 100% so okay you do this, you're finishing this project. Um, how do you decide how to leave your W-2? I feel like a lot of people know, I never had a W-2, but I'm like curious, like, when were you like, okay, now I'm leaving my W-2, I did what I needed to do. How did you, how do you decide that? Uh, so the first, after having that project, uh, after six months on consistently doing wholesaling, I made $50,000. 
$115,000 in six months. And I was like, holy wow. smokes. I've never made this at my job. Even if I had to work hundreds hour for the entire year, I could never make more than $70,000 at that time, right? And I made it within six months. So I kept doing wholesaling the next year. I made 340 something dollars in just strictly wholesaling. I wasn't even flipping. And so 2022, I like the beginning of 2022, I told my wife that, Hey, in June, I'm going to pull the plug. And she's like, are you sure? Like she's worried, right? I'm like, I think, I think I'm really, I, I think, I think I, I can't see myself doing this more for more than a year again. And she's like, okay. So January came, I told her that. And then February came, we found out we're having a, a third child, <laughs> a third boy. Wow. Yeah. And then in February, she's like, you know what I'm due in September. Why don't you stick around for another three months at your job and take the paternity for the entire year? So I was like, that's a good idea. So, you know, while I'm I'm taking my paternity and getting paid from the government, I could still make money from the wholesaling and the real estate. So I ended up doing that. I stayed till end of August and I took a year off. So 2022 of August till last year of September 2023, I didn't go back to work after my paternity. And I said, I told my wife, I think that's it. I don't, after being off for a year, I don't see myself coming there. I I said, this is it. Like, we're going to make it work. And regardless, if it doesn't work out, there's so much job out there. You know, so my mindset was just focus on getting out and I'm living life like I'm I'm really grateful that I took that chance and risk it all. And now, you know, <laughs> I I work when I want to. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. So tell me, like, what um, how was it with another child coming in too? like that's. There's just so many different stresses, I feel like, at the beginning that you were dealing with. Um, like, did you have any methods for handling all of that? Or, like, did you just, let's say, fuck it? Like, what, did you just handle it? Or, like, is there anything you got extra on that? That's just crazy to me. Yeah, I, I, I was just, fuck it, you know? Like, my my supportive wife, she, she wife, she's so supportive that I think having some crazy ideas she she would su- support me you know so i'm really grateful for her and yeah i mean she she handle she handle the kids well and you know she always tells me you know you got to slow down sometimes cuz you're you're too busy <laughs> but other than that man she she's she's uh she's handling the the house really tight <laughs> I and, love it. Yeah, grateful for that. So, talk a little bit about having a supportive wife. I feel like this is something I've noticed when some when uh, business owners have a partner, one partner, 
are not just being single or not just playing the field, that this really helps their business. What mm -hmm. do you think is happening there? And also, how do you feel like your wife has supported you? In what ways has she supported you in the business itself? Yeah, so I mean, making that decision to to hire a coach, she she I think she sees some potential in me. And um, I was like, you know what, I'll do everything I could to give us the life that we want. After having our second child, I told her not to work for anybody and stay home. And I haven't even started my real estate journey then. I just told her, just focus on the kids. I'll do more overtime if I have to, because I don't want my kids to grow up in the daycare, you know? So she's like, okay. And when the real estate came, I told her, you know what? I found somebody that I think it could help me to to learn more about this real estate thing. She's like, "Are you sure?" Because she 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 was so surprised about the coaching cost of you know the program, and she's like, "How are you gonna pay for that?" I said, "I'm gonna loan it from the bank." She's like, are you really sure? I'm like, yeah, 100%. She's like, okay, whatever you do, if you want it, go for it. We'll be here, you know, cheering. So that is that. And from then, she, she's, she's, you know, if I need something from her, um, she, she would, she would do it, you know. And she, when, when, I, when we were starting, she was the one who's making the flyer. She, she was the one who's putting like the package for the investors investor package and yeah because i'm and i'm because i'm not techie <laughs> and i hate doing emails so she was the one who's doing that in the beginning i love it i love it so much so talk a little bit about the rest of your story so that happens you get through it you get through that initial hump at the beginning of entrepreneurship and then what happens after that what uh what like happens next so you know um i did a couple of flips and lost some money <laughs> and i That's said you know what Let, let's let's focus on the wholesaling because this is actually working you know market is still hot so i decided to in in beginning of 2022 i decided to just focus on wholesaling and i started doing market like I, I was dumping five thousand dollars every single month for my flyer campaign and i was sending out 20 to twenty five thousand dollars letters every single month and i was doing two to three deals a month for for the, the entire year so you know i'm i'm i think i'm really yeah. blessed that it worked out you know so i kept doing wholesaling and still now and that was you without a team right that was just you yeah. solopreneur yes yeah now we have a team i have a team that um also does my facebook ad and another va from the philippines that qualifies the the leads and we're still sending out flyers that you know my bread and butter i love it so what does your team look like right now? Like, I'm just curious, like what your team looks like. Are you just doing flyers? What marketing methods are you using? 
Let's just start yeah. with your team. Yeah, so I only have four people in my team. Uh, I guess five with my wife. Um, so no, like four, four of them, one guy, his name is Robert. He's the guy that who's focused on Facebook ads. And um, Charlene, Charlene is the one who qualifies the lead. And I have a, what do you call that? Um, a great buddy that does driving for a dollar for me here in Winnipeg. And another BA in the Philippines that does mostly of my um, admin work. So I'm still the guy who goes to the houses and close the the seller because here, you know, you really have to go like just like U.S. You you need to go to houses. Uh, it's either you or somebody from your team, right? For me, I love yeah. doing it. I love closing deals with the seller, and you know, it. I I don't know. I just like you know, negotiating in front of them and getting what they need and, you know, solving their problem. Talk about that real quick, because I feel like people miss that about how important it is to be problem solving. I feel like that's where we earn our money as wholesalers, but very few people do it. They just give offers. They don't really care about the sellers, right? Can you talk about that? Like, what's your philosophy with how you treat sellers? Yeah, so... First, first and foremost, I always ask, you know, why are they looking to sell? Like, what's wrong? Like, how can I help you? I come into a phone call, you know, not wanting to buy the house. I want to know what behind, what's behind that reason why you want to sell the house. You know, if you need money, uh, you lost a job or you inherited a property R right now. I'm I'm doing a deal who this lady inherited her dad's property and she doesn't want to deal with it because it's in the red zone and her brother and her brother's friend lives in the house for free and the house is just so much clutter like the kitchen it's not even a kitchen <laughs> and she's just she's like I saw your video on TikTok and I know you buy this kind of houses. Um, do you think you could make me an offer? I said, well, you know, I don't really make an offer. I would want to know why you want to sell this. And if you are, you know, for real of selling this, then I can help you. I'm not in the business of making an offer. I'm here to solve your problem and what you need. You should like, well, I need this amount of money and and I just don't want to deal with this property. So I found that pain pain point and I said, look, I can handle this. And this, the number works for her, the number works for me. We 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 write things up and we're just waiting for the possession date. I love it. I love it so much. I mean, guys, that's what it is. This business is just really just keep solving sellers problems and everything else works out, right? Um, if you just do that, everything else gets solved. Mm -hmm. That is the only thing you have to be worrying about. That's what you have to be working on, right? Um, so 
Yeah, I love it. What can you talk to me a little bit about social media? Like what got you started in social media? I always like knowing like why people do social media. I obviously found you off of social media. Mm-hmm. So like what made you focus on your Instagram and like doing all that type of stuff? So yeah, my my coach Sean, he he told me that hey Marlou, you got to start posting on social media cuz people will trust you more if you're showing whatever you're doing, especially in real estate because they see an ugly house and you turn it to a great looking house. So, and also it helps your brand, right? If you don't have a brand, you're nobody nowadays. So I was like, okay. And I, I started filming and documenting what I was doing. And, you know, out of that, I started getting investor just through social media friends and family and i was like wow this is actually working and i enjoy doing it because one i bring my son to my meeting and we have fun you know so uh that's why you know i was like i'm gonna take this uh social media seriously and hopefully you know it pays out in the long run what is your current social media strategy like what are you posting how are you posting them? Well, give us some social media tips to like help us grow our followings. Yeah, so for me right now, um, I'm more of the mindset guy because right now I'm in the, I have a challenge for myself to do ice bath every single day. Um, so I that's, that. yeah, that, that I'm, I'm at 144 days straight, whether it's 30 minus 30 outside or minus one outside i'm still doing it um for me i'm just you know showing that it's really about your mindset and people needs to change their mindset that you could do anything you want in this world you just have to freaking go after it you know i'm a guy i'm a dumb guy that is a minus c in school and you know i don't have work i don't have nine to five anymore i'm i'm like i'm a testament of you know if you put in work you will get what you want so you know for me social media i just want to show i don't want to show them like what i do in real i do want to show them what i do in real estate but most most of it is showing them that hey this guy is consistent this guy is relentless of doing whatever it takes. Even the hardest thing is getting that water every single morning. I still do it. I love it. I love it so much. And then, so what are your goals now? Where do you want to go with your wholesaling business? Like what's the next step for you? Yeah. So um, I don't know if you know RJ Bates. Um, I started. I do. Great guy. Yeah, great, great guy. So I started following him and I was like, wow, this guy is for real. So I st- I even changed my script um, with uh, using his script and I bought his uh, program as well. For me, getting in, in the States is one of my big goals this year. I just need somebody to actually teach me, you know, how to pull up list and how to you know pull how to do the escrow 
and you know that's stuff so like easy that. bro you'll get that yeah, down yeah. in like five seconds it's super easy really compared yeah. to, if you know the wholesaling method all you have to do is do that in america escrow simple there's little things it probably gonna take you like three days to learn any all of that oh, i don't think it's super hard at all you could look up now like how to get a list off prop stream it's really mm. easy and then mm -hmm. you can use like skip matrix or batch leads or any of these skip tracing services. Gotcha. Um, I'm just saying it's not too hard, but have you been hitting up RJ Bates or what's been going on? Yeah. Well, I bought his, um, um, program recently. It, it was so cheap. I was like, I'm jumping on this. Right. So it's his, right. um, selling program or like his process. And I'm going to message him and get him to probably coach me one-on-one -on -one as well um hopefully he offers that if he doesn't then that's all right because he doesn't Love do it. a lot of coaching why why um rj bates versus any other community there are so many out there uh i think it's because of his title of the king closer you know so Brand. and he he doesn't mess around like he's direct to the point and i'm same same with the seller and so i like how his script script work and i was like man that actually works like you don't have to build rapport in the beginning because if the seller doesn't know what they want that means they're just fishing you know if a seller know what they want in the beginning then it's worth investing more time and talking to them because i used to be you know, the guy who builds rapport and takes me 20 to 30 minutes. And then at the end of the call, they're not willing to sell. So I find his process of talking to the seller is money. <laughs> Insane. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. It totally mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, so where do you want to take your team, though? Like, how many people do you want to have? what are you doing still in the business like what's your revenue give us some of like the business stuff real quick yeah so last year i did a couple of flips including the wholesaling we almost hit a million dollar um nice. that's small you know I, I feel like that's small i could have done better but i also lost some money because of you know the interest rate and the market shift right so it's part of the game. So what I wanted to Why do. Why are you doing any flipping? Like I did one flip and I made money on it, but it was so annoying where I was like, this is just distracting me from the wholesaling. Why do flipping ever? You know, I do flips very rarely. I have to really like the deal. Yeah. Why not? Um, why not just never do it? Well, that's my mindset now. <laughs> you know, okay, nice. if, if, if I. If I find like this deal that I, I said earlier, I'm just going to close on it and then resell it in the market. Um, I'm not even going to touch it and probably right. just clean up the clutter and then put it back in the market. Uh, for me, flipping, I like it because you're turning a product into a real nice one, but I don't want to do so much of it because it's so much risk and you never know when the market will turn again. It still hasn't recovered from 2020, but like you, you'll, we will never see 2% interest rate anymore yeah. for a long time, right? Yeah, or ever again. It's or ever again, exactly. So 
you know, I'm going to be more focused on wholesaling and I, I've been, I've been doing that. So it's, it's been great. Like the, the start of this, this year, we've all already done, um, five deals. Nice. Let's go. Yes, sir. Yes, I've, had, sir. I've had two for this year, but like, I love it. I'm in California. So we deal with really oh. high price points. Yes. Yeah. We do yeah. With huge yeah. price points. So it's a different market. Um, so I, we're coming to the end of this interview just because I have to, there's something that I have to do like in 10 minutes or so, um, no but we're getting, so we're getting closer to the end. So I want to just end it with one of my favorite questions to ask people, which is Marlu, if you could go back to you at the beginning, right when you're like just starting out, what would you tell that person then knowing everything that you know now? Ooh. Um, <clears throat> I would tell him to not listen to your naysayer in the beginning because it really hit me hard when people were like, oh, you're not going to make money. You're not going to make it, you know, and do not listen to, to those guys. Focus on what you're doing and seek for help don't be scared to be the guy who's raising your hand and hey i need help you know rather than starting out of nowhere and not knowing anything because if i would have hired a coach from the beginning i wouldn't have you know stressing out with my first rental property and i could have saved my my time and energy for stressing that from setting that from stressing from that deal so i would say just you know learn from somebody right at the start and keep going keep taking action i love it my man so real quick tell me like what what are you plugging where can people find you where can people do deals with you the winnipeg of my audience the winnipeg canadians of my audience how do people do deals with you what are you plugging? What can we, what, how can people reach out to you? All that good stuff. Yeah. Everything is the same on my social media at Marlu Marilius, um, TikTok, Instagram, um, Facebook. Um, they're all the same. Also, I have a YouTube channel um, at Marlu Marilius as well. So if you guys have any deals that you can't find any buyers, let me know. I built up a good buyers list since I've started and if you want to do deals together don't hesitate to reach out i love it i love it marlu you've been an amazing guest thank you so much um feel free to stay after for just like a second i'm gonna i just want to recap with you the whole podcast mm -hmm. and guys next week i'm gonna look up who do we have next week on we have uh roshana scott she's an awesome realtor that i know it's gonna be an amazing podcast we'll have cash flow and coffee next week monday eight a.m. Uh, PST, 9 a.m. MST. It's going to be a great time. Or ni Sorry, 9.15 MST, 8.15 a.m. PST. It's going to be great, guys. Marlu, thank you, thank you so very much. And this is Scorch the Fears, episode 107. Let's freaking go.